welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, everyone, buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today, we have Marla and a bunch of guys. We have Craig and Dan and Rob. Good to have all y'all today. Confucius and the Madman. When Confucius was visiting the state of Chu, along with Qi Yu, the Madman of Chu, and sang outside the master's door, Oh, Phoenix, Phoenix, where's your virtue gone? It cannot reach the future or bring the past again. When the world makes sense, the wise have work to do. They can only hide when the world's askew. Today, if you can stay alive, lucky are you, try to survive. Joy's feather light, but who can carry it? Sorrow falls like a landslide, but who can parry it? Never, never teach virtue more. You walk in danger, beware, beware. Even ferns can cut your feet. When I walk crazy, I walk right. But am I a man to imitate? The tree on the mountain height is its own enemy. The grease that feeds the light devours itself. The cinnamon tree is edible, so it is cut down. The lacquer tree is profitable. They maim it. Every man knows how useful it is to be useful. No one seems to know how useful it is to be useless. Comments? Dan? Well, I had a question. Um, Let's see. Yeah, I had a question about where it says the tree on the mountain height is its own enemy. What, What does that mean? Yeah, good question. I think it means the same thing as the grease that feeds the light devours itself. In other words, the tree that can be seen, it's all big and and would be a profitable tree to cut. Yeah, okay. It's able to be seen. Uh, The cinnamon tree that's edible, it's cut down. So everything that's useful is at risk. Yeah. I think is the thinking there. Um, okay. Let's see. Any, any other comments, any, any ideas of what this might uh, mean? No, no. <laughs> this one was tough. I, fortunately, Zach E and I met yesterday and we taught, I picked his brain about this yesterday, and he gave me a lot of insight. <laughs> so I have notes. <laughs> so I will share what Zach said yesterday um, as we go. But I had nothing either, Marla. I was. Um, I think the whole goal of the whole thing comes down to that very last phrase. No one seems to know how useful it is to be useless. I think that goes back to learning how to be empty, surrender, because if you look at that, if you go back to the stanza talking about joy is feather light, but who can carry it? And sorrow falls like a landslide but who can avoid it? Perry it. Perry, I had to, I had to look that up actually as a void. So who can avoid sorrow and who can carry joy? Like that's difficult to do. Um, and talking about the, the, the only insight I had and we had from our conversation was on that last uh, five line stanza that we were, that Dan asked about, about the tree on the mountain height is its own enemy and how if I think it's paradoxical in that 
when we're using our own abilities, those abilities can be used up. Just like in each of those four instances, how their own abilities are used. Craig? Right. So uh, it's actually the the second part of the Chung Su that's that's mentioned uselessness, about being useless, because it was the useless tree to start with. Um, and how nobody how nobody would cut it down because it didn't look like it was up to much because it was all twisted and who can who can do anything with a twisted tree and somebody found a use for it. Um, the the other part that I, I like the part about um, do you know how use how useful it is to be useless? Um, and I I find something the other day that says I'm not totally useless. I can be used as a bad example. So that's um, that's one for myself. The, the tree on the mountain high is its own enemy. I think it's because it stands out. The grease that feeds the light devours itself because it's being useful. The cinnamon tree is edible, so it's cut down because people can make a use of it. And I think I think the the, um, the contributing factor to all this is that if it's, if it's something that is standing out, so if it, what I'm relating to this is my ego. My ego versus... Um, my longevity. If I live, if I have, if I live an egoic life and I'm always out there, I'm always putting myself up forward. Let's let's look at recovery. Um, if you're one of these ones, it's always there. You're always up front. You're always you're always you know I'm I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Your life expectancy and recovery. I don't mean when I, when I say life expectancy, I mean the the, the length of your recovery, the length of your sobriety. It's dramatically shortened because you're putting yourself out there all the time. You're putting all these expectations, you're putting all this pressure on yourself, and you're almost getting this pressure from everybody else. I think if you if you live one of these lives where you're just in the background and you're you're doing what you need to do, you're being a human being rather than a human doing. You're putting in the work that you need to put in, and you're getting out exactly what you're putting into, it and you're you're giving to that cycle of things. I think you're going to live a little bit longer within recovery rather than just constantly constantly given or constantly taken. I think that has to be a that has to be that that, that, that give and take. Yeah, Thank I'd agree with that. Oh. So can I talk? Oh sure. Okay. All right. No, I, I'd agree with that, Craig. Um it's been my experience as well. You know, um <clears throat> you know, in recovery I've, you know, have ebbs and flows and, and everything. And there's certain times where I'm on fire you know, for the program and other times where I'm not, how that manifests is, you know, when I'm on fire and I'm like sitting there in the meeting, I'm like listening to everything everybody's saying and, you know, getting a lot out of it. And then somebody wants to talk to me and, or I go up to somebody, shake their hand and, and, you know, I'm in, I'm in flow and everything. But the times when I'm not, you know, when I'm, when I'm in an ebb, sometimes what I'll do is I'll go into a meeting and uh, I'll, I'll try to say something out of the 12 and 12 or, you know, some of the emotional sobriety stuff. And, and really what I'm doing is I'm trying to call the people to say, hey, I need help with this. But I'm doing it in the meeting format, which is like, hey, look how much I know, which is how it comes across. It, like, it's not what I mean, but it's how it comes across. Right. And in that part, my virtue, like as we talked about, like it flies out the window, right? Because like what's more important or what it seems like is more important is the words that I'm using when in fact I'm really just, I need help. And rather than ask for help, I want to use all these words and shit. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, is okay. I, I'll listen to Anyways, um, so you, right. all these, you can swear. You can swear. It's okay. Okay, cool. I, I wasn't sure on the on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> sweet, thanks. Uh, so I'm using all these words, and and really all I need is help. But it's not coming across that way. It's coming across as virtuous, and and of course, when I put that out, like I get ego. When I put ego back, I get ego. When I put ego in, I get ego back from other people, and I'm like, shit, that's not what I want, man. So uh, we, we just we discussed this at the meeting this morning. And it was it was identifying the right time to ask for help, and identifying the right time to recognize the fact when we need help, and <laughs> really ask it, really looking at who helps the helpers as well. 
if we're putting yourself up there, do we have the do we have the network in place that can help us when things don't go the way that we, don't go the way that we plan it? Um, yeah. If if I'm a, if I'm out sponsoring all these people, but Buddy's my sponsor, and the only question I asked Buddy when I was at, when, when we were talking about getting a sponsor sponsor relationship was, do you have a sponsor yourself? Who do you have that you go to? And it's, I, I think it's important that we have that network in place when we do put ourselves out there. That when we need the help, we have the people we can fall back on and we can get the help and the support that, that we need. And I think if we don't have that in place, then we're going to be like the Greece. We're going to quickly get devoured by recovery and we'll be concentrating on recovery rather than sobriety. Yeah. Our, our energies and our, our energies and our surrender is going to get used up very, very quickly. Yeah. Because if, if we have our own, if we're just depending on our own abilities, then those abilities will be used up because we only have a limited amount of abilities within our own power. Rob, I got a Bible verse for you. Tell me how this uh, fits. This is the NIV in uh, Matthew twenty-one forty-four. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. And I was thinking about the the tree, uh, the grease and the cinnamon tree all being examples of being crushed, you know, instead of being broken. Um, because we're not allowing ourselves to change. Do we let truth humble us and break us or do we let or does truth destroy us? So that was kind of, uh, you know, can we learn to be useless, in other words? Because that's the path to this deal, I think. Like surrender. You know, the goal is surrender. The goal is uselessness. Here's the uh, 24th verse of the Tao Te Ching. He who tries to shine dims his own light. Hmm. That's the same thing. He who tries to shine dims his own light. Okay, so what I'm hearing is, like you said this uh, a couple moments ago, buddy. It's that we we come up with this problem of of not having the willpower to stay sober, right, and not having the willpower to do God's will, right. Like we can't make things happen, and that's what we're talking about. Like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I can get away with abstaining for, I don't know, a couple of hours on my own. Maybe 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 a day by myself. But without the help of something greater than me, then I can't. It just doesn't work because I use it up to my, like my willpower goes. It's it's so small mm-hmm. that I need something way greater than me to actually affect the change and. And so that limited amount is the is the tree on the height, the grease and the fire, the cinnamon and the lacquer tree. That's what I'm thinking, Dan. Uh, that's dope, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the it's really the value of uselessness. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's really what it is, you know. Is learning well, how. To- yeah, I was just going to say, like, we talk about that all the time when we talk about the third step, when we talk about first step, you know, surrender. Like, when do we have our spiritual experiences? It's it's like when we can surrender. Like, that. Like immediately after we surrender, that's when it happens. So, okay, what's a surrender? It's becoming useless. Yes. Maybe, right? So when I become useless, when my ego becomes useless to me, that's when I, yeah. Because that's where the surrender comes in, those first three those first three steps. Marla, you got something? No? Okay. Just agreeing, like, yes, the ego, the ego has to go away to become useless. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, how about this from the 77th chapter, or verse of the Tao Te Ching? The master can keep giving because there is no end to her wealth. Because it's not her wealth. 
Yeah, that's right. But she's giving. <laughs> she's not using up her wealth. Like she's not using her own abilities. Hmm. There's another part in here that when I read that when I read this, it said, "When I walk crazy, I walk right." But I am I a man to imitate? Yes. Um, is it okay to talk about something else, or do we want to? No, we can talk about anything. No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. So that part. So uh, you know, I did a little context context research, and the Madman of Chu is actually Shuang Tzu, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. So if he's saying, when I walk crazy, I walk right, but am I a man to imitate? Um, it's basically like, you know, uh, I just saw this like a, maybe in the, I forget which, which actual verse of the Tao Te Ching it is, but when it talks about uh, I alone seem boring, I alone seem dull when the crowd is all doing all this other stuff and that kind of thing. Yeah, I forget which one it is. I'll get it for you. All right, so it's basically saying 20. Verse 20. Thank you. Um, So it basically is as a when I'm emulating the Tao or when I'm in harmony with the Tao, I'm I'm not attractive, like at least not on face value, right? Like I seem boring, I seem dull, I seem like (laughs) like really simple and and everything, but and that, and I think that's I feel like that's what he's losing is when I, when I walk crazy I walk right, um, like because when I'm when I'm in harmony with the Tao and I'm not being you know my ego doesn't have all the fodder that it needs to you know be my ego and it's decaying because I'm because of lack of attention and therefore my defects and my behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm in that state and I look boring or crazy. That's the state that we're trying to get to. And I feel like that's what he's talking about. Like, do you really want to look like this? Do you want to be like this? It's right, but it doesn't seem right. Not to the person that is full of virtue, right? Like full of, full of their own, you know, this is what I should like, like making things appearances rather than what's actually on full the of self, right? Full of self. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause sobriety is the same thing, right? It's like, you know, I go to a meeting and I connect with other people and you know, when people are like ego begets ego, like that whole thing. Like when, when I talk with somebody who's genuinely helping me, I'm like way more receptive, even though they're not like who I would normally mix with. Right. It's that paradoxical nature of truth, right? Yes. Yeah. Rob, you have something, sir? Yeah, I'm going to try. This stuff's always baffling to me. Um, what's going through my mind is, hey, this guy is uh, spot on with our current times. Um, we've got people who are running around uh, just babbling stuff, getting attention, and it seems like with Facebook and other media and social social media that the message we have uh, both for success matrix and measure uh, both personally and career-wise it's what I, what do I do what did I do what have I done what are my credentials look at me look at me um, and it's it's kind of ironic to me that I go, wow, this, this guy's, you know, really appropriate. Um, he must've just written this, but this is old. So then I think, well, wait a minute, this, that can't be. And, and then I think, well, we treat the current condition we have today as if it's a brand new condition, the state that we're in, the way people are, the way people are interacting, um, going to shy away from using words that will get us into something that we don't want to talk about. But we think that this is a, a current crisis that we're in with the things that are going on in the world. And 
it just kind of strikes me as funny that you know i think man's been battling this stuff and however however we put it and however it's what words of the day are used to describe it but if you put yourself on top of the mountain and say hey look at me everybody's going to focus their attention on you you're going to have all the storms and and everything um you're going to become a target and the very thing you're trying to get and that's respect is going to be taken away because you're out there using the i statement every other word this these are truths that are that must be human truths so regardless of what's going on uh, as far as how we describe um situation today at the core root us humans have this nature of just being able to jack things up i have a nature of jacking things up so you know the lesson the lesson that i always get out of um, my takeaway anytime I study this is whatever my natural reaction is or inclination, probably just do the opposite. Like if I want to get heard and I want to be recognized and I want to be respected, shut up, don't say anything, make somebody else recognize. Yes. And that will diffuse the situation nine times out of ten. So the answers to a lot of our problems are shut up. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. <laughs> Try to make other people loved, love them. You know, it just baffles me. None of this stuff was even on my radar before. You know, it's like, hey, don't talk to me that way. And when you say this, it makes me feel like this. And get back, get ready for the for the shotgun blast to your face because. I'm going to give it to you whether you want it or not, you stupid moron. You know. <laughs> anyway, I digress. I'll be quiet. Thanks, Rob. That was good. Thank you, sir. Craig? Yeah, I, th- I think Rob was just explaining the, the 20th verse as well. Stop thinking and end all your problems. It's great that I can say that to somebody else now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's usually aimed at me. Um, and we, we touched on this this morning as, as well in the meeting, um, the, the Tao meeting, and it's talking about when the Tao is for, uh, when the great Tao is forgotten, kindness and morality arise. When wisdom and intelligence are born, the great pretense begins. So I think if we start to become out of touch with, with, with the Tao and the process of nature, we start to take control of things again and we, we, start, to, we start to bend things to our own will and we... We're looking for a certain outcome, and the intentions completely shift. So, you know, again, we need to take that step back and just just let things be. Don't interfere with things. Just completely surrender. If it's my place to get involved in something, then I'll get involved in something. But generally, it's not for me to. It's not for me to get involved in. And I can usually I can usually make things a hundred times better by staying away from something. I can guarantee I'll completely screw up by getting involved in something that, that, that's, that's none of my business getting really getting involved in so yeah I, I, get, I completely get what you're saying Rob Greg it's uh, very humbling when you start realizing that your success has been in spite of you not because of you <laughs> are you referring to my four year anniversary on Monday is that what you, is that what you were referring you to you in good good for you <laughs> I can't uh, wait and talk about it next week after you have four years, Craig. Yeah, where's that zero? <laughs> what is it? I can't. We can't see it, yeah. Rob. It's glaring out. No. I was, I was, I was, I was actually half expecting Buddy to come out with something like, "Quit talking about it and come and tell me when you've actually done it." My dog's been sober longer than you. I could come out with that one, but I did. <laughs> Oh, that's old hat. Yes. <laughs> we were talking just before the meeting, and he reminded me that it's still time to fuck that up. He even offered me twenty dollars. <laughs> you still got time? I'll I'll spot you twenty if you need it. <laughs> that's awful, isn't it, Marla? Only a sponsor could do that to a sponsee that he loves. Offer him money to go drink if he wants to go drink. Um, I have mixed feelings about that, buddy. <laughs> really? 
<laughs> just, just, just so everybody knows, I don't love anybody enough to give them money. So don't come, don't come asking. <laughs> I don't love you that much. You know, the the real question in this to ask is, how can I become useless? Now, I know in working with people in recovery, the difference between me helping someone out of my own abilities versus me helping someone out of my experience is how I become useless, is moving over to experience rather than effort. This is more, Rob, too, is more the Wu way, the effortless effort that we've talked about, you know. It's the same thing as moving from selfish action over to selfless action. I think for me, that's where the shift is into uselessness because it's not that we're useless. It's the fact that we're no longer limited to our own abilities. That's, I think, what it really is. Because as long as we're talking about our own abilities, then we're being useful in ourselves. In other words, that's kind of my the way I'm seeing this. I don't know, uh, but if if I stick to experience when I'm helping someone, think of how effortless that is. Um, those of you that have had sponsees or have led a meet or done anything that's recovery related, if you can stay in the place where you're just sharing how you did it, not trying to get someone sober, not trying to even help someone really. All you're doing is sharing how you did it. And if it helps them, great. If it doesn't, great too. You don't have to take on the responsibility of getting them sober. What you do is you take on the responsibility of sharing how you did it. And that's totally different than, you know, taking on the responsibility of getting them sober. You know, I've got to do everything I can to help them. No, you just share how you did it. And if they, if they're ready and they get something from that, great. And if they don't, great too. That's where I try to stay with everyone. It's not that I don't care. It's that I don't have the ability to care. You know what I mean? I don't have the, maybe care is not the right word. But I don't have the ability to take on that care, I guess would be the way to say it, because that's what destroys me. That's what burns me up is by doing that. That's when I burn out. That's when all of my abilities go. That's when all those things we're talking about using ourselves up. That's when that happens. So the question to ask is, if I feel the burnout or I feel I'm used up, how is it that I'm trying to live life? in my abilities rather than surrendering whatever that is that's giving me that burnout. Craig? So I think what you're talking about is have more of a vested interest in it. So if, if, if we're doing that, then we're trying to control the outcome of it. And if it doesn't go the way that we want it, then we're going to try and rejig everything so that it does come to our outcome. And that's, it's, it's incredibly easy to fall in that recovery burnout trap. Because you're doing more and more to achieve less and less. Exactly. It's, it's the, the verse of the Tao talking about rolling up your sleeves and just doing it by force. Yeah. That whole idea. It's, I always remember, was it, was it Don that was talking about this? I, I'm trying my hardest to let go. I'm, I'm trying my hardest. I'm, I'm going to let go. I'm letting go. <laughs> New experience uh, with this. Um, so... As you know, up until now, I've been like, yeah, I got sober and I did it with the help of a sponsor and everybody should do that. Um, then when guys ask me to sponsor, I have this thing. I'm like, oh, well, I need to take care and I need to like provide you with this and lay out the lesson right and all that stuff. But in fact, um, as you know, as we're looking at, you know, Dow concepts and recovery concepts, which are very similar in my opinion. Um, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that just alleviates a lot of stuff. And maybe to be a better sponsor, I'd be a worse sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, okay, because, you know, because we could talk about that. Like, we, we could talk about 
you know, the paradox or whatever. But what I mean is like, stop trying so hard, Dan, to like get the lesson across to share your wisdom and all that shit. Like people will hear it when they're ready. Like, and you're there to serve. You're not there to, to curate. You're not there to, to fix. So this is, this is, so, okay. So like, so, so here's the question then when a sponsor looks at me and they're like, Hey man, uh, show me how to do it. Like, give me homework, give me all that kind of stuff. Like what I can do is I could be like, bro, you got the, you got the wrong idea. Like, I'm going to tell you what my experience was. I'm not going to show you how to do it. That's up to you. You got to figure that out. But what I can do is I can show you how I did it. And actually, like you said, buddy and, and Craig, like that way less effort on my part. And so, Hey, maybe, maybe I won't be so dreading like, you know, that, that six or seven o'clock PM session with a sponsee that just won't fucking listen. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who cares? And this is the thing. I'm doing my part, right? It makes it, it makes it easier to just let those guys go too. Yeah. Cause you're not yeah. taking their, the responsibility of getting them sober. So you don't allow them to use you. So when yeah. they won't do what you say and they won't do this and they won't do that. And so, well, maybe I just don't think I'm the right person for you. I, I, I'm actually of more service to that person when I tell them that than not. So yes, exactly. Great. So I can use the doubt to lessen my codependence. Yes. Thank yes. you for, this has been great. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really, thank you. Well, the, um, the, the start of how it works, um, not verbatim, but it basically says, really have we seen a person fail who has not followed our path? Can guarantee the people that have that don't follow our path, they're not. You know, it's, it's not going to stick with them. Yeah. A, a, a statistic is that that five percent of people that come into recovery last make it to that one year, and then five percent of that original five percent make it to two years. So we really need to do with the to be successful. You need to be doing what the other ninety five percent of people are not doing, and that's engaging, communicating, getting with somebody that, that's that's done it. That's that's what's worked for myself. The, the first fourteen months of my, my 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 own recovery, I was just bumbling along doing my own thing, and it worked. It was really good. I was listening to podcasts, I was reading books, and I was I was just I, I was getting involved in groups. But by about month fourteen, there was something that was really missing, and I thought, you know, what, what's going on? And I, I fell into this meeting, and Buddy Buddy was there, and he ripped me apart. He was like, you know, you you you're constitutionally incapable of being honest. I'm like, yeah. What's that mean? So I, we we got together, kind of. Uh, my mindset was my mindset was, you know, that this 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 old time is just he's just doing this to annoy me. So I'll show him, and it kind of backfired on me. So, um, but but what I'm getting at is the fact that I've been open, I've been receptive, I went into open minded. I've not went into things with uh, with any other any other agenda apart from getting help. You know, I found somebody that has what I want, and it, again, it says in the book. If you have what we want, you know, you you go to any lens. You go to any lens to get what we want, or, or, or what we have. You know, if you don't want if you don't want what we have, that's fine. Go and go and do some go and do some other other thing. And I always say to the sponsors as well, if there's if there's something I'm not doing that you either don't agree with, or you don't you don't think you're going to benefit from, or you find somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna maybe do it better than what I'm doing. Do you know, you're always welcome. Just to say, Craig, thanks very much. You know, you brought me so far. I need to, I need to move on. You know, and I have no, I have no issue with that. I have no problem with that because, yes, I have a, I have a personal investment with these guys. The, the relationship we've built over the past two years is absolutely phenomenal. And I know, we'll, I know, we'll stay, we'll stay friends. We'll still communicate on that level. Maybe not as much, but I've done my bit. I can only take, I can only take some people so long. It's, it's like being at school. You can only stay at school for so long before you need to move on to the higher, like the like the bigger school. So there's always room to grow. There's there's always room to move. And I can't hold on to these guys. I can't hold these guys back because I can probably be doing their recovery more damage than good by me holding on to them and not letting them go and trying to control what's going on in their lives. And I give the the, the same guys the ex- all six guys the exact same level of care and love that I give the next guy. Nobody gets any better. No, nobody gets any better preferential treatment. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to say, 
nobody gets any nobody gets any more brownie points around that. They get the exact same talk. They get the exact same readings from the exact same books. I can't change what's written down in the books, and that's that's what was passed on to me. That, that's that's how I do it, and that's doing the twelfth set. That's 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 really what we're doing. Is we're helping the we're helping the next suffering alcoholic. Whether or not they want to take that, it's entirely up to themselves. Hey, Craig. I, I saw something new I hadn't seen before when you uh, read some of how it works. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. So it's it's the fact that they do it the way we did it. It's the experience, our experience. That's another example in the book of sharing experience, not saying, here, you walk this path, you go over here. No, you follow the way I did. Yeah, are you, are you only finding that out? We, we, we can talk about that tomorrow. I'll explain it to you tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate that, Craig. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's true. I mean, not to go off on a tangent, not not to go off on one of one of these anti AA things. But you know, it's, people are going to find people are going to get exactly what they're expecting, and it's the same when they're, when they're looking at the Tao. You're going to get exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for resistance, you're going to get resistance. If you're looking for surrender, you're going to find it because the only person that's doing it is yourself. If you're putting any barriers up in place, if you if you look at step six, you know step six is all about willingness. Am I willing to do this to the best of my ability? Am I willing to work this program to the best of my ability without putting any barriers up to to the work that God wants to do in my life? If I'm still resistant to the word God, then it's not going to work because I'm kind of. I'm not being as open-minded as I should be. I need to appreciate the fact that it's a God of my own understanding. I can have any type of God. I can have a Tao. I can have Buddha, whoever. But it's all about being open-minded and realizing the fact that it's me that's went to him for help. He didn't. He didn't phone me up and say, "Craig, I can help you." I know that. I know that you need help. It's me that went to him and said, "Listen, you know, where, where can you take me?" And that's that, that's that's what's happened. And it has been there are the, the level that the quality of my life is far superior now than what it was when I was fourteen months. And it's because I've got that openness. I've got somebody that I can talk to. I've got a support network in place that I know that if there's anything, if there's anything that's, that's maybe not sitting right, I can always I can always go to that person. And, you know, it can cut through all the bullshit. And we have that level of conversation as well. You say, this is what you need to do. But it's being willing to, it's doing a step six and everything, it's being willing to actually take on board what's being said to you. Thank you, Craig. Uh, Rob? So somebody in one of the communities I'm a part of today was grumbling, complaining about work and this and that, and they're pretty early in. And they were doing the whole, this is making me want to drink. These people are causing, you know, the life's, happening to me at me or at you know it's against me and i (laughs) i respond back i go yeah i was um i was pretty pissed off at life i got t-boned brain damage uh out of work and just feeling like shit and this guy is like telling me Hey, you need to be thankful. Just be thankful you're in a big truck. Be thankful that you were the one to take the hit, not a small little you go. And I have to admit, when I'm getting that message, you know, here's my life experience. I'm just like, you, right? You didn't do so, that, Rob. Well, I was thinking <laughs> I it. I, I was definitely thinking it. it's like, well, shit, you you get brain damage and you you half your thoughts can't put together and you, you, God damn it, you're taking away my uh, reason to want to drink, you know, and, you know, up yours. You don't, you don't understand. And so I, um, I did that today to a guy. And I'm sure he, you know, and I didn't, I didn't say, I just said, hey, you know, the key is thankfulness. Wake up, give five thanks. And when I don't, my life's a wreck. You give me 30 days without thankfulness, and I guarantee I'll be drinking guaranteed that's my life experience and nobody wants to hear it they want everybody to go oh yeah oh poor thing oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh yeah you need to drink because but don't drink but i understand why you want to drink 
Now I'm starting to get it now that I'm starting to come, you know, around. And I'm sure that poor guy who saw my post, there was no responses to it. Nobody liked it. Nobody disliked it. Nobody commented on it because nobody wants to hear, you know, you know, the answer is be thankful. It could be worse, right? And that's from a life experience. It's like, you're not going to get out of this thing looking for reasons to drink and to be angry and discontent and upset and take it from me. Here's my life experience. It's a whole lot better. And I guarantee you go 30 days pissed about work, you're going to drink. Sorry. But anyway, and I, actually, I, I dropped your name, buddy. I said there's this guy named Buddy in one of my... <laughs> I remember that morning, Rob. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's the last thing in the world I wanted to tell you was you got to find a way to be grateful because I knew that was the last thing you wanted to hear. But I knew from my experience, now I've never been T-boned and had brain damage, but I have had experiences that I needed to get out of, change my thinking about, and gratitude was always the thing that changed it, that made the shift for me. So that's why I yeah. I told you that because even though I knew that you didn't want to hear it, I, that's all I had to offer you was my experience. But it's the truth. Yeah. And now experientially um, and watching my trajectory after that, um, yeah, it's life changing. And that's what I told. That's what I ended with the guy. This is a life changing, crazy thing. But to the degree that you're thankful and you look for ways to be thankful is to the degree that you'll have joy, peace and contentment. You know, we even got to the point with that, I think, where you found gratitude in the accident. I did. We even went that far. Yep. And if did I you? hadn't been in my big truck and hit my big truck, because I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm not drilling all over myself, strapped into a chair. You know, I'm alive. You know, it could have been worse, a whole lot worse. If I'd have been in that little Subaru that I was driving a couple years ago, uh, we would not be having this conversation. So I thank goodness that I was the one that went through that intersection at that time and not some young mom with her baby in a, in a, in a little Subaru. So, yeah, I mean, it works. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. That's good. And you put something in the, in the chat, uh, 90% go back within 30 days, more in a year. Why would I think I could bat a thousand? Yeah. Well, see, when we're worried about how much we're batting, we're we're in our own abilities again. You know, we're we're back about it's about us again. We're not worried about our average if it's not our abilities. You know, it doesn't make any difference because it's not us doing it. So as a sponsee, I get good at surrender. Well, I mean, I I get practiced at it, right? And I get practiced at admitting and powerlessness and all that kind of stuff. As a sponsor, why would I not do the same thing? Mm -hmm. So now I'm just, okay, uh, you know, being useless as a sponsor. Maybe that's what I should. Anyways, I, not, you know, when somebody's like, hey, would you be my sponsor? I could be like, yeah, but you're not going to get shit from me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so maybe that's the oh, attitude. That's that what I you know, and then <laughs> but okay so i this is this is helping me take this to a different experience right which is when i get a, okay yeah i need to i need for my own recovery i need to ask for people to sponsor and when if and when i get asked i can still continue to surrender still continue to be useless so that I can actually transmit recovery to those who are willing to do the same. Awesome takeaway. Because it's our experience, Dan, that God lives in my experience, not in my knowledge. So if I'm sharing any, if I'm sharing my knowledge, God's not there. God's only in my experience. So if it's not my experience, there is no God there. You know, that's where that, effort comes that's used in the uselessness you know in the surrender is is when i'm in my experience nice yes yeah. it's, it's, it's also it's also like practicing the dough if we take it back to, to looking at the dough 
we practice the dive because we do it. It's the exact same as sponsoring. I practice my sponsoring because I have a sponsor. There's yeah. the, the there's, there's the chapter in action which says um, what we have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. I have that spirit. I have that spiritual conditioning because I'm also doing the work. I'm not sitting up there on a big pedestal saying to guys, "You should be doing this. You should be doing that." My guys will say, "Well, hang on a second. This is this exact. This is why I asked the question. The body. Do you have a sponsor? I think it's important that there's there's that cycle. There is that given and taken, and there's the accountability. And at the same time, there's the accountability. There's a responsibility. The the, the with the with, with I saw that post as well, Rob, about the guy that was talking about the about the going back to his work, and I would have I would I would have popped in a bit that says you know we're not cured of alcoholism, and I would have changed it to say we're not cured of life just because we're not drinking, doesn't mean to say things are going to things are going to be a better roses. It's not all that we're doing is finding different coping coping mechanisms and different ways of dealing with things, and you'll notice that people who work a specific um, structured program like like we do. Um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm referring specifically AA. Now we're not an AA podcast. We're, we, we are, we are, we are, we're alcoholics in recovery. Um, I work a twelve-step program. I find that when I have these things come up and come up and and hit me, I know that I've got the tools there that I can that I can use to to, to basically find find a solution to whatever's facing me. My first reaction isn't now. Oh man, I've just had an argument with somebody. I need to go and have a drink. You know, my first reaction is, what was my part in that? Is, is, is there an amends that I need to make to this person? I don't automatically feel guilty, but what I do is I look at my actions. I look at, I look at you know, what, what specifically is my part? If I'm doing amends to somebody, I go make that amends, and then I go and help somebody. I turn my attention to somebody, and I start praying over it. I don't sit and hold all this, all this shit in. But the important part is that I can pass it on to other people as well. But you do it from a point of look at me, look how good I'm doing. It's always a case of listen that this, this is my experience, and this is this is how I've managed to get through it. And I think it's the exact same with what we're working with in the doubt, not resisting it, not not giving and telling everybody why you're doing it because that just inflates the ego. I find that's a massive part of being a sponsor as well. As you know, there's a lot of fear comes with with sponsoring people. You think there's a lot of responsibility um, with other people's sobriety. What what you're passing on to them is, do you know? What, sometimes you think to yourself, do you know? What, am I any good at doing this? There's a lot of fear that comes with it, and you know, the guys keep coming back. So, doing something right. So, in in summary, how do we become useless? Get Dan to be your sponsor. Get Dan to be your sponsor. Yeah. Dissolve your ego. Ego, yes, Marla. It's become become one with the universe. The surrender and the and Rob hit the nail on the head, I think, for me, is how can I be grateful? How can I be thankful for whatever the thing is that's unacceptable in my life? How can I be useless in a situation? is by finding gratitude for that situation. How can I inject love into that situation? How can I have acceptance for this situation? How can I, can I pray, God, I would not change X situation even if I had the power to do so. And if I did that every day for a few days, just like the resentment prayer in the resentment section, when we pray for someone, uh, and we said we, we continue the prayer, even if it's empty words and we don't mean what we're saying, you know, we don't mean the words at all. We don't believe it, but we do it anyway. What if every day we just said, you know, this situation we find unacceptable that we just can't get peace about, you know, I would not change that person even if I could. And if you kept doing that every day, do you think your thinking would follow your actions? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Because as long as you would change it if you could, it's not yeah. accepted. And turning everything around to gratitude is, yes, it's huge, it t- but it takes a lot of practice, but it really does work. 
but it starts with today, Marla. It starts with the moment, you know, mm-hmm. and it works. Man, does it work. Okay. Anything else, guys, or uh, any other useless tools to become useless? <laughs> working the steps, just working the steps helps you to be useless. If you have not worked the steps, I would encourage you to work those steps today. Do it. Get you get you somebody that uh, knows the program. If you don't want to call them a sponsor, you can you know, call them something else. You can call them an advisor or whatever if you have hang-ups. Just work them. Do them honestly. And you will start seeing relief. Because it teaches you how to surrender and how to turn your will and your life over to God's care or whatever you believe is bigger than you. And uh, bottom line, that you just let go of that control. And then when you see that when you care for other people, you start seeing yourself cared for. You get married back whatever you're giving. And you can only do that when you learn to surrender. That was my experience anyway. That's my experience as well. Yeah, good. Guys, I appreciate y'all being here today. Anything else before we close? No, only uh, this has been a great experience for me, and I'm looking forward to next week already. Cool. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, being here, and such a nice discussion. Thank you. Good. I enjoyed it, guys. Thanks a lot. Well, y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.